everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen. And I'm Emily. Today we have another round of Resurrect or Forget, where we decide if we'd bring back defunct Disneyland or DCA attractions, or if we leave them in the history books. And today we're starting off with one that I'm sure all of us feel very strongly about, especially if you rode this particular ride before its reimagining, and that is the Submarine Voyage. The subs opened in 1959, replacing the problem-filled Phantom Boats, and guests visited places like the North Pole and the Lost Continent of Atlantis and saw incredible sights like a sea serpent and mermaids. Do you see why I already miss this ride? <laughs> oh, yeah. When did it close? <laughs> I think um, like 1990 something. 1998. Yeah. Very, very. Okay. I don't know if I've ever ridden the ride. If I did, I don't remember it. Um, but I've heard so much about it that I wish it, I obviously just going to say, I want to resurrect it (laughs) Uh, to get there first, but I have always heard so much about it. It was really cool. It was like, it was a nice, just chill sort of ride. Like I think even comparing the Disneyland version to Walt Disney world's version, Walt Disney world's had some kind of, organ music playing in the background and the audio just w- doesn't seem like it was as nice to me compared to the Disneyland one. Like the, the captain in the Disneyland version was much more chill and like, I don't know, just a very soothing okay. voice. Okay. I have a question here. I thought there was hate for this. Was that David who hated this ride so much? Or- uh, I think it's more just the hate because it became Finding, finding Nemo. Oh, I, you know what? <laughs> There's well, you know what? I, I take it back. I'm fairly certain it was David because David um is a six foot and change man, like six foot uh, three or six yeah, foot four. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I kind of recall him just hating this period just because you know it was small and it was smelly. And I might be incorrect, but um anyways, uh he could have you just what? hated the entire idea of a submarine as a tall human. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. whether it was a submarine voyage or whether it was the find, Finding Nemo what it is now, I think he just, his body does not acclimate well to tiny spaces. Yeah. It's, it's designed for people like you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have Your no problem going in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like, uh, you know what? Um, I have been on it. Um, I do not have any problem with um, Finding Nemo that some people do have, but um, geez, if if I say resurrect, does that mean we had to get rid of Finding Nemo? Um, well, Ooh. I mean, you could be creative about it. You could maybe say like bring it back, but have one track be Nemo, one track be subs and then choose your adventure kind of thing i go with classic subs nemo Uh, yeah okay i'm gonna go with that just because the same way is like you know in star tours i would love to have the old star tours back yeah Mm. you know um did they ever bring that i can't even remember did they ever bring that back the classic one they never brought that classic in 3d i would love to see the classic in 3d but i'm not sure if i would be willing to give up the the current one mm-hmm. so um so the thing is like if i can keep both of them 
um, in both their versions. I want to keep both versions. Hmm. I'm saying resurrect fully. Like I would love to just get rid of Finding Nemo entirely and replace it with the classic. I think it was so like there, there was never a slow moment really, even though it was like a more subdued ride. Like just the fact that, it had really good pacing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, between the, the bubbles and there were underwater volcanoes and um, and just unexpected surprises like the giant squid, you know, like grabbing another submarine and, and things like that. So there was always something to look at. And it just even though like it wasn't a very exciting ride, it was just a really interesting chill ride. OK, I, I got a second question for you then. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was brought back, would it be a um, keep killer correct? Well, obviously, it would not be a kill, mm-hmm. but would it be a keeper correct? I'd probably correct it just because I agree. Like my my dad is super tall, and so I remember like at some point it became just like my mom and my sisters and me, or my mom and my sister and me going on this ride by ourselves because it was just not very comfortable for him. So. I would say, like, I'd almost want to do it maybe even the way that, um, you know, Tokyo Disney Sea does it. I think, is that where they have their, like, kind of version of, like, those pods? So it's like you're you're not really underwater, but it makes oh, it look oh, like oh, you're yeah, underwater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget That's, what they're um, called. It's like, um... Oh, uh, like... is it Aquatopia? Or no, no, no is no, that no. something different? Okay, Aquatopia is the... They actually have, um like pods, but they actually kind of go on water. It's a trackless ride. Oh, but okay. Okay. You're talking about, it's like 10,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. Or something like yeah. That. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the experiences, um, yes, you, you have, everyone has their own diving bell and the diving bell holds, I think six people each. So, huh. and it's interesting is that there's a window that faces out front and there's two windows that face left and right mm-hmm. and two seats face forward two. F- uh, seats face left and two seats face right, if I recall correctly. Mm. And so you, um, you can, and, and they all get different, slightly different scenery. So, you, you know, yeah. but you're still immersed in it. Um, but yeah, I think it's six and, um, and it actually, they fool you to thinking that you're going underwater. What they do is they have windows that actually have a th- thin layer of water. And so when you're going, they have bubbles come up across it. To give that kind of, and I think they have some um, like lighting effects to make everything look ripply oh. when you're. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I went on it twice, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's been a, quite a few years since I've been on it. But yeah, that's a really cool experience. Yeah, that would be neat, and you don't get all the smelly. It doesn't yeah. smell because it's like waterlogged and. Okay, okay, yeah. this is how I would do it. Then I would make it so that like. I don't know if there was any way to have maybe like a glass ceiling kind of thing over what is now the lagoon and then just have like a really thin layer of water on top of that. So it gives the impression that it's still like a lot of water, but then have the actual ride not be submerged in water and have it maybe even be more like like a Peter Pan boat kind of situation where maybe you've got like only two to four people maybe per thing. I'm just trying to think like, I don't know. After COVID, there's a lot of rides where it's like, I don't know if I would want to do that again. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, fewer people, fewer, 
you know, enclosed breathing the same air, like maybe something kind of that situation, but make it move like it's underwater and then do the, the same bubble window effect thing. But yeah, something like that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I agree with all of the things both of you have said, only because I have never been on it, so I don't know necessarily what to correct. Although I did want to add, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Finding Nemo ride that used to be the submarine ride, uh, I don't know if anyone was aware of this, but there is an alternative um not alternative reality, an alternative experience, (laughs) (laughs) alternative experience for the Finding Nemo ride, um, which is kind of a hack in kind of. So basically if you tell one of the cast members, like you're claustrophobic or basically, or maybe it can work with people who are too tall in a sense, claustrophobia in that argument. Um, But they basically take you to, they'll take you out of the line and they'll take you to another location. It's right next to the line kind of Mm -hmm. towards the back actually now i'm not sure geographically but it's around the ride it's not like they take you to a completely different place um but they'll they'll sit you into this room and you could probably fit like your whole group in there it could probably fit like even up to eight or ten people if that was how big your group was um but it's an air-conditioned room and it's decorated kind of like basically if you were still in the submarine but able to stand very comfortably Um, Ah. and instead of it being like more of a rounded submarine room it's like a square room but they have a huge screen and you there's a little seating area where you can sit and watch this big screen as if you were in the submarine it totally you totally know you're not in a submarine but they do their best to Mm -hmm. give you you know like extra space and things like that I did it once and it was super cool it was just two of us my friend and I um, got to experience this alternate Finding Nemo experience and it was a super hot summer day too so that conditioning was very nice I think they have something similar for um, Sleeping Beauty's castle you can actually go to the it's like at the bottom left side if you're like facing the castle from within Fantasyland and it's just this little room but they play um, it's actually the same kind of walkthrough virtual walkthrough that they have on one of the special edition Sleeping Beauty DVD Blu-ray whatever's and um, yeah so it's kind of nice so this way if you can't climb the stairs if Mm -hmm. it's you know too difficult to walk through it then you can still enjoy it in some way that's super cool. I wonder if there's any other rides that they have these alternate experiences for. Because it's always just, kind of like a yeah. just, nice. just so you know, I, I just had to know more about this. But apparently it's called the Finding Nemo Observation Outpost. Oh, okay. nice. That's good so, um, Observation Outpost. And if you wish, you um, there are YouTube videos of it. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So that would be you, a lot better than my really quick Snapchat of it. No, no. That's amazing. I mean, I had, you know what? I thought I, it's these little Disney hexes, why we do this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you, there's always something you don't know about Disney. And I was like, no, that exists. It's like, that's amazing. It's so <laughs> that's cool. So, it's, I had yeah. no idea that existed. So we're, we're going to have to ask our uh, resident expert, um, Stephanie Fix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'll be fun. On her experience. Topic. Topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, so uh, let's take a it, it, let's take a quick break, and we'll get back to our next detraction. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Okay, welcome back everyone. Our next attraction is one we love to talk about on a show, <laughs> um, or one of us likes to talk about it on our show, and that's a superstar limo. Um, <laughs> once again, if you haven't been completely bored by this, because I always talk about it so much, the ride opened in February of 2001 and closed in January of 2002. It didn't even make it for oh, a full man. year. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was like, and when it was open from February 2001 and closed in january of 2002 i felt like it actually was closed quite a bit too so Uh like from breaking um, down or from like just people not wanting to ride it or just no one wanting to ride it you know or just not enough enough activity so you know what um i believe okay so um that was unfortunate the unfortunate time of um nine around the 9 11 i think yeah, that checks mm-hmm. out. And, yeah. and there was um, lots of people were. I, I, I don't quote me on this. But my memory is is was a long time ago. But there was a, actually during that period of time, um, there was a slowdown in park uh, attendance um, because um, people were scared oh, of potential right. terrorism. I don't yeah. know if it was that exact time, so don't quote me on it. But I do know around that period of time, there was a. Um, like Costco was selling Disneyland annual passes, the second one down for like two hundred or two hundred fifty bucks. Man, oh! And that's how I started getting some of my first passes. Was I? Oh, let's go see if Costco has a deal, and let's get the annual pass. And then there were mm-hmm. some years like you get like a three hundred, you buy it for three hundred dollars, but you get like a fifty dollar gift certificate too. Mm-hmm. So it was all during that period of time. But uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, so this ride was actually supposed to be a high speed ride <laughs> where guests were celebrities evading paparazzi. Ooh. However, yeah, um, after the death of Princess Diana in 1997, that idea was scrapped and the ride was slowed down. And instead, you were on your way to a movie premiere and you encountered a lot of celebrities along the way. Go check this out on YouTube because it is so bad it's so bizarre (laughs) it's like an alternative reality that it might be good i don't know um it looks like a bad dream to me like i've never ridden it in person i think my sister got to i think she she actually got to go on some kind of special field trip that like yeah so she got to go to cal it was like just california adventure but it was like some kind of special deal right when it first opened so I was really, I was kind of jealous, but at the same time, I was like, eh, it's it's not Disneyland, so that's fine. But I think she wrote it, and I think she was like, that was really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I've fun. never done this, but if I had done drugs and you're watching a bad cartoon um, and you suddenly had psychosis of some sort and you entered the cartoon that was taking place in Hollywood, that's a lot like what this ride was like. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did okay. not have, you know, like, I guess even the worst Disneyland rides have some kind of Disney, some kind of story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. You go on any dark ride, you're going through a story. This had no story except driving through a cartoon version of Hollywood and all the Hollywood stars kind of being on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just looks uh, like a commercial. Like, here's all of our ABC stars. Like, come watch our shows, you know? And I guess yeah. in some way... You know, you could argue, well, all the rides are kind of that way. Like, hey, here's Alice in Wonderland. Go watch the movie. But at the well, same time, it's like. Than before, but yeah. It, it's not very like, it's like you said, like, it, it's just kind of this weird, no story. Like, here's another actor. Here's another actor. Wow. How amazing. You know? And, and there was like a cartoon Drew Carey, a cartoon drawing Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. a, um, Oh, uh, Regis, Regis, um, yeah. and Jackie Chan are just some of the <laughs> so ones I can random. think of right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it, they're it, the question is, are they like twenty years later? How many of them are relevant um, yeah. actors too? So, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, one has already passed away, but right. you know, yeah. and Drew Carey is a game show host, mm-hmm. and Jackie Chan. I don't know what he does much anymore. He does movies yeah, still, I guess. Himself. He's still, yeah, movies. But, Jackie Chan in all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all named Jackie. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there was that one period where he was just in, like, so many all at once. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was the hottest. He was, you know, I think he's the, he still might be, but he was, like, the, the number one uh, actor in the world. He yeah. just didn't have, um, you know, people just didn't know him in the U.S. But mm-hmm. right. Anywho, um. anyways, despite all of my <laughs> love for this, I am going to say, um, let's forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm going to say forget about it, but because it's kind of like so bad that it's so good, I would if. Remember back, we did an episode where if we could create like our perfect Disneyland or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Fix and I, Stephanie and I both talked about like a basically going back, reverting what is currently the, what did they even call it? The Avenger, the star, the launch bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, converting, reconverting that launch bay back into some version of like the future futuristic thing mm-hmm. um okay let me trying to get words out of my mouth um <laughs> okay so i would like to see resurrected in some way if that launch bay was converted to kind of see like what disneyland or california adventure was like in the past to do like a virtual like yeah. if you VR goggles or something yeah, yeah. i would I like love that. to have vr versions of everything at Disney or California Venture, good or bad. Yeah. Right? Me too. I would love, I mean, if it was a computer program, I would buy that in a heartbeat. 
Right? So historical preservation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so. the golden answer for everything. Yep. <laughs> Keep it, um, forget it, but resurrect it as a VR. Yes. Yep. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It will happen. Hire us as, as Disney historians. That would be yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we did Superstar Limo. Last up, that's me, is the Swiss Family Treehouse. Um, this is the first I'm hearing about this. <laughs> the attraction opened in 1962 and closed in 1999. And then it was rethemed as what we now know as Tarzan's Treehouse. Mm-hmm. So the Swiss Family Treehouse recreated different scenes from the 1960 film Swiss Family Robinson. And the rooms included bedrooms, kitchen, a living room, library, and all throughout the treehouse you could hear the iconic Swiss Capoca song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually apparently still experience this version of the tree house at Walt Disney World, which yeah. is fascinating that they kept it up, but we changed it to yeah. Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. I miss this one so much. Like when my, my husband and I went to Walt Disney World for our honeymoon, and when we were up in their Swiss family treehouse. It was just like, oh man, this is so good. Like I miss this so much because the the nice thing about this treehouse was it seemed very realistic. Like when you were walking through it, you could really imagine like, wow, someone could have actually lived here, and like, wow, you could actually like use that as a dining room or. And I think even like there was a, a organ that actually worked. But when you go into Tarzan's treehouse, everything looks very plasticky, yes. very, yeah. you know, so it doesn't oh, yeah. have that same realism. It's kind of like a, okay, cool. I'll quickly walk through this. And it's interesting, but like that you actually wanted to stop and take some time to look at all the little details. So I would love to resurrect it even as much as I love Tarzan too, like resurrect it. Um, Zen thoughts. <laughs> <sighs> um, you know what? Um, I would say resurrected as VR. Sorry. Um, not that I don't disagree with anything that Jennifer said, but I think um, the only reason why I'm saying resurrected as VR is that um, no one's aware of the Swiss family Robinson. Yeah. yeah. It's more about, you know, it's it's a um, it's a movie of a bygone era, which I love. And, uh, you know, and I'm full and I've seen it and I, I think it's great, but I think it's it's not relevant to younger audiences anymore and not being relevant to the younger audiences. And as a standalone, I don't think most kids or even Millennials, I think the majority yeah. of millennials are not aware of this. So. Basically, me, <laughs> no um, idea. Well, like I didn't even know the movie, and I don't even know if I've ever seen the movie. Maybe just really? like clips. Yeah, I, I I just thought it was fascinating because it was like, wow, did people really live here? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind oh. of thing. Yeah, I, this is the first that I'm hearing about the movie. So in my life, but I'm looking at pictures of what it looks it like in Walt cool. Disney World. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. if they wanted to, they could like rent it out as an exclusive, like stay in Walt <laughs> Disney World. Right. 
You know, no. what if they did something where, like, for the upcoming, um, if it ever comes out, Jungle Cruise movie, maybe do something <laughs> like, you know, I, w- I would even say, like, retheme it to something like that, but make it look that same sort of, like, realistic, someone could have actually lived here kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I think that's key. The realism part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that would be a resurrect and correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. The one thing I would say is they have to keep the Swiska polka somewhere. Like if right now, if you go to the bottom level of the treehouse where it looks kind of almost like a science lab sort of setup. There's a little gramophone, and if you listen really, really closely, and usually it's really hard to hear it because it's so noisy in that area, but you can actually hear a little bit of the Swiskapoka playing. Okay, I, I got another idea. You know, um, like when you go, uh, there's golf, and then they have Masters Golf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think we should do a new park, and we're going to create a Disney Masters Park <laughs> and bring back all the dead rides. And it will be a completely new park I of wonder, all the dead rides. Yeah. Like, I wonder if people would be like, quick, let's go experience this like it was when I was a kid. And like, that'd be I really interesting. I don't know. But I'd go at least once. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be yeah, very that's cool. why I think, Once again, that's why I think the VR thing would be great. And then yeah. like, even make your own park in VR. Mm-hmm. That'd be Ooh. awesome. So. Yeah, it's coming. And I think some people are actually already kind of unofficially doing it. Like, um, Defunct Land is doing certain VR things. Like, they actually just came out with one for um, the subs over at Walt Disney World, and it's pretty cool. Like, it does feel like you're you're there. So they did a nice job. Someone did the Journey to Inner Space, but like. Like more like a 3D block models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 gonna happen. You know, it's just whether you know, maybe at first it's crowdsourced, you know, and then later on mm-hmm. it be officially picked up by Disneyland. Right. And then, That's how it goes. I think Disney just waits to see like, okay, who's gonna do this? How are people reacting? Oh, okay, cool. We'll swoop in and we'll do it now. Yeah, to a certain degree, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's find out. Yeah. So let us know what you think of these three rides. If you are a diehard fan of Superstar Limo and you desperately miss it every day of your life, are you out there? Does that person (laughs) I am very curious. Because even Zen doesn't want it back. Right? (laughs) That's saying something. Wait, no. Did you have that? No, you had the pin and David had the, the little... Uh, toy figurine of it, right? He actually has the uh, physical car. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that's I right. I keep on looking for those, too. Mm-hmm. I, I keep on trying to find them on eBay, and they're so expensive. You cannot find one. So. so crazy. So let us know what you think. And for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. You can also find us on our Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, 
Find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.